This is episode 18, and I am excited to bring you another author interview today. We are going a little bit out of order as a result. We are chatting with the author of today's fiction recommendation, and she is going to share um, her favorite Christian children's recommendation before that. So today we're going to kind of go with children, fiction, and then nonfiction. Otherwise, it's still... The same as usual, just some good recommendations I hope you will check out. As always, you can find the links to all the books and anything else we talk about on today's episode on our show notes page. That is at www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. You are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. I show up every other week to talk to you about all things bookish and to share one fiction, one nonfiction, and one children's book selection written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books too. Let's dive in. Okay, bookworms, I am very excited to introduce you to Amber Van Ling. So Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. It's good to be here. So I just want to get started by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe what you like to read, and we will go from there. So I live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho with my husband, Spencer, and my son, Baden, who is 13, and my daughter, Avery, who is 11. And we've lived here in northern Idaho for about nine years. Um, I do work full-time, and writing um, has become a passion for me over the past four or five years. And um, I appreciate you having me on today to talk about my first book. And books, you did ask me about what my favorite book was. Um, My favorite children's books growing up were the Berenstein Bears. And I loved the Berenstein Bears because they were simple, they were easy to read, and they always had a message. And so when I had my kids, having a boy and a girl, I remember thinking to myself, how do I teach my kids at a young age about biblical values? And I remember my mom, my mom brought this huge box of books to me that I had as a child. And so I have all of my Berenstein Bear books, and then I bought more um, as they've gotten older. And I love them because they talk about biblical values without mentioning God or mentioning even the Bible, and it reinforces a lot of what we were doing at home. So those would be my favorite children's books. I love that. And you prefer then the older ones by Jan and Stan, not uh, not as much the ones by Mike Berenstein or uh, his, their son. Is that accurate? That's correct. Yeah, there are. It's a generational uh, series of books, and so the majority of the ones that we had are the older versions. Uh, but we also had quite a few of the other ones as well. The price points are so wonderful, especially um, you know just with how kids voraciously read books mm-hmm. and so it makes it affordable to be able to we have a we have a large stack and so we actually at 11 and 13 we just went through my daughter's room and it was sad we pulled them all out and we planned to give them to 
their cousins or my godchildren. So we're going to pass the pass the the books along now. It's time. Oh, that's sad, but but also wonderful. My yes. kids are big fans of the Berenstein Bears books too. So we actually have quite a few at our house as well. Um, but we actually have some. Um, I think it's. I might mess this up, but I think it's Zondervan has the, like, leveled readers, like the I Can Read. Um, they have some Berenstein Bears readers, so we actually have a few of those. And then there's actually some chapter books out. Maybe they, maybe they already had those, but these are new ones at least, um, which I had never seen as a kid. I had only ever seen the picture books, so that was a surprise to us too. That's a surprise to me. I've never seen the I have never seen the early readers or the chapter books. I love that. Yeah, and I'd say the chapter books are about like a second or third grade reading level, um, okay. and then of course the early readers can do a little a little earlier. But anyway, yeah, we're big fans of those too. Um, okay, so what about for grown up books? Do you um, read fiction, nonfiction, a little bit of both? What do you like to read? So I have always loved books, and growing up, I loved Nancy Drew. Like, I could not read enough. Um, I was a voracious reader. Everything, every, like, moment that I had, I was reading something. And so in the beginning, the mystery, the mystery of Nancy Drew and the curiosity that she had, it just drew me in um, into her and to, and to being a detective and to figuring things out. And um, as I've gotten older, you know, you change. And so, and so it's gone from mysteries to being whatever it is that I'm interested in that season. And then as technology has grown, I listen to a lot of audible books. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I also read blogs. Um, and being a blogger myself, I find that I get better when I read successful people's um, blogs and listen to audible books. And I find myself just as I get older, wanting to just learn more about from people that know more than I do. So um, I've moved to that stage where <laughs> I'm sure you can identify with this. When I was a teenager, I pretty much thought I knew everything. Yes. <laughs> and got into college and realized, gosh, I may not know as much as I thought I knew. And then I got out of college and realized I don't really know anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Love of learning, you know, was ignited in me again. And so anything that piques my interest, I really am not. If I, on my nightstand, is probably seven books. And so what I do is that when I have a moment, I will read a chapter in each one. And they'll sit there. They'll sit there for three or four or five months. But I will eventually get through them all and they're on all different kind of they're all different topics um like marriage and friendship and um people give me books so often and so there'll be just a wide variety of things um I've got a I have a um a nonfiction book I'm reading right now that is set down in Louisiana which is really interesting and um, piqued my interest because it talks all about the bayou and um, what it's like to live down um, in the marsh and talks a lot about the creatures that live down there, things I didn't know and things I love to learn about. Um, 
and so yeah just um, some I have a Joyce Myers book I mean it just kind of I'm trying to think of all those books I have there but that's generally the way I roll now is I just want to know I want to know a little bit about a lot of different things well that sounds so much like me and my reading habits so that I completely that yeah I get that Okay, well, I'm going to ask you a few rapid-fire bookworm questions and try not to think you're too hard or too long about the answers and just go for it. So, um, favorite Bible translation? PPT. Fiction? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the Passion Translation. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Passion Translation. Okay. Um, If you could only read one or the other for the rest of your life, fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Do you finish every book you start, or do you quit the ones you're not enjoying? Quit the ones I don't enjoy. What is your favorite place for book recommendations? Amazon. Amazon, okay. Um, Oh, and then do you prefer to browse your books through library, bookstores, or online? Online. Okay, that's what I guessed you'd say after that one. (laughs) Okay, all right, I think we're done torturing you with all those questions I want to um really quick you mentioned that you're a blogger I want to have you tell everyone where they can find your blog also oh thank you for asking uh it's on my website ambervanling.com and we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well but we should tell them that vanling is spelled v-a-n-l-i-n-g-e yes thank you Okay, so Amber, I got to read your, this is your first book, right? Yes, the first book I've published. Okay, so I got to read your first book uh, last week, or two weeks ago? Last week, two weeks ago. And um, I I was really excited to have you on the show and talk about it. So I'm going to have you um, really quick give us a little synopsis about this book, and then I'm going to ask you a few questions. So tell us about Beyond. Sure. So Beyond was birthed a little over a year ago. I started seeing miracles in the people around me, and I started hearing them from my friends. And I started my desire to learn about miracles and about how God was moving um, today just started piquing my interest. And he started showing me... um, these different scriptures in the Bible about where like Jesus did all of these different miracles. And then he brought me to that scripture that said, it's where Jesus you know, was talking about leading his disciples and he encouraged them by saying, and I paraphrase that you will do even greater miracles than I did. And I think sometimes, and this is actually a part of, um, of the book that I was I was going to quote and it really gives a, a little synopsis of what this book is about um, miracles are all around us happening all the time I think we are usually too busy to see them we become so used to miracles in our everyday lives that we lose our wonder and that's where my journey for this began um, Grace was a character that was birthed um out of both my daughter and my son. Um, She's a character that started with an image of who they are and how I see them. And then she morphed into this beautiful character. And this book is about her journey and finding her purpose. 
Yes, and I really love, I love that description. Um, and so I wanted to ask, and I guess you've kind of covered that, you know, of all the topics we could cover, um, why you chose to write about miracles. Um, and so, you know, you've, you've covered that, but you have more coming. So this is book one in a series. And so I also wondered, um, I guess, again, you know, there's so many things that one can cover and one can write about. And do you tend to find yourself then drawn to these stories um, in real life? Are these kind of the news stories and the things that catch your eye? And do you just sort of have this treasure trove of miracle stories stored up in your heart as a result? I don't. Um, I, I listen um, for what the Holy Spirit is wanting to say. And I love people. And people are what capture my attention. And I feel like the heart of God is what is expressed through grace, uh, the character in Beyond, and even in the books that are to come. It's God's heart for people through grace um, expressed on pages. And so, um, and miracles are one of those things that are on the heart of God. And God is always looking and moving in his people. And it's those miracles that I just think people sometimes need to be highlighted again um, because it's something that God's always moving in. And so she's young. And the reason that I love the character that she is is because her eyes are opening for the first time, becoming aware of who she is in him. And that's what uh, I think people are so drawn to. Uh, they're drawn to seeing God move in somebody so young. Um, and, it, and then I think it reminds them of the hope that lives inside them. Mm, I, I love that. Um, yeah, and I agree absolutely. I've read it, so I can say that I absolutely agree with that. And I did want to touch on how young she is. Um, and I was trying to remember, she is she going into seventh grade or has she just finished seventh grade? She is going into seventh grade. Okay. So I was curious, um, you know, why you chose that age range, and I do think that's perfect. And then I think sometimes in publishing – um, it tends to be an instinct to look at the age of the character and say, okay, then that's who this book is for. And we do see times where that is not the case, um, but often that's what traditional publishers do. Um, so I wanted you to explain um, who you think will get the most out of Beyond. Thank you. Uh, I see her age as being an age of influence. Um, it's a purity of heart. And so often I see as characters or even people get older, they lose their wonder. And that's what I wanted to draw people back into. Uh, I've had uh, various age ranges of, of you know, people read this book um, from 11, 12, all the way up to 85. And the feedback is the same is it brings them back to a wonder and a reminding of purpose and hope, which was my hope in, in writing this and expressing the characters and her journey uh, was to bring people back to the miracle wonder of who God is as shown through a pure heart of a 13-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. I love that. 
Okay, and when you say hope, I, I wanted to um, touch on the fact that hope is um, also a big theme in this book. Um, are you familiar with the secular young adult novel, um, The Fault in Our Stars? Have you heard of this one? No, I haven't. Okay, so this one is a few years old. I am not necessarily recommending it. There's a lot um, in that book that is definitely not appropriate for everyone, but I read this book when it came out. It's by John Green, and this is a story about, um, it's a teenage love story about a boy and a girl who are, I think, um, around 16 or so, um, and they have terminal cancer. And, um, of course, in your story, Grace has cancer. And yes. so I know that book did very well when it came out. And the, um, the element of, I don't know, to quote Achilles, right, everything is beautiful because we are doomed. I know that can, you know, Romeo and Juliet does well for a reason. That kind of um, feeling of impending doom, I think, can fuel a lot of emotions in teens. And so I think that's part of why that book did so well. But what I like about your book is that there was a sense of hope that, you know, I certainly didn't, didn't feel with the other book. And, and so for that reason, I definitely think, um, and again, really any age range, um, I read lots of middle grade books. I like to read books about characters much older than me, about characters much younger than me. Um, so hopefully all of you, um, listening at home do too, but regardless of the age of the reader, I think that's something that I really found compelling is that not only are you going to absolutely have that sense of wonder, but that sense of hope as well. And I think in our the current state of our world, we can all use all the light and all the hope and all the inspiration we can get. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. Um, and I'm not sure your timeline when, when you started writing this book, but um, did you know when you started writing it, um, I guess what I'm asking is had 2020 already started happening or um, did it just kind of coincide nicely that you were able to pass a message of hope on in such an odd time in the world? It coincided. I was done writing the book um, last summer and it took me about eight months to write. So I was I was writing it uh, during the beginning of COVID, but I already, um, the way that the Lord speaks to me is he gives me, um, at least right now, he gives me um, the chapter titles and then um, and then we fill in the detail and then he helps me fill in the details. So I already knew the direction we were going before all of this happened. So I just, like, you know, God has plans and purposes. And when this last year happened, the COVID season hit, I just thought how beautiful it is that uh, what, what's on God's heart is hope. Hmm. I love that. Um, and I also um, do want to throw in there that I should clarify, if I made that sound confusing, that this book is not at all about COVID. That's not at all um, a part of this book. I just, you know, drew... Uh, I'm losing yeah. my, my words here, but, but, you know, I drew a line between what was going on in the world and the element of hope, um, that I think everyone so desperately needed. Um, but I love what you said about writing. Um, I'm also a writer and I have said many times that 
um, my best work always happens when I can really move into this state where Jesus is my co-writer, um, where I'm okay, you know, tell me, tell me what to say and, and give me the words that somebody needs to hear. And when I can, um, it's not easy to do with four little ones in the house and distractions, but when I can get into a place where it's quiet and I can really stay focused, that's when the best writing comes. Um, and I do believe that, you know, he's created us and he's put these stories in our hearts and that, and that they will come out. But when we can do it together with him, I, um, I think that's always when the absolute best stories come about so that explains a lot I agree okay well as we said this is the first book in a series the miracle series so I wondered if you could give us a little a little taste of um, what we can expect for book two I mostly am wondering if this is going to be a series that follows the same main character or if we're going to be looking at different characters and different miracles and if you have a general idea of when book two will be released. Mm, good question. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, yes. Yes to all of your questions. Um, so I just finished writing book two. Um, I, it came very quickly. Uh, it, so book two is going to be called Hope. And it will follow the same main character. All seven books are going to follow a um, Grace as she ages. And some of the characters um, in the first book um, that were set up um, are will continue through book two. And then there will also be some new characters. So um, the people that are around Grace. And so she has her purpose. And so um, book two is about defining more what hope means. And um, yes, there'll be seven books in this series, in the Miracle series. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and then eventually I'll start writing three. But yeah, book two first. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I love that, um, that you know, that hope theme was my favorite part of book one so I love that that will be expanded upon in book two okay well I'm so happy that we got to have this conversation is there anything else that you would like to share with everyone before um, we finish up today goodness Uh, I think I well first of all I just want to say thank you Um, Sarah Sarah and I have known each other for a number of years and I appreciate um, your desire to put books and authors um, and give them a spotlight and I appreciate your heart and writer to writer I know that God's going to continue to expand your territory when it comes to writing because you honor and you bless those um, that are in this journey with you and so I wanted to thank you uh, for the time and also for the highlight. Well, thank you. That, I really appreciate that so much. And I thank you for being on the show because I know people are going to really enjoy this conversation today. Thank you, Sarah. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Amber. And I just want to finish this up today with a quick nonfiction recommendation that I think plays along quite nicely. Um, This is actually not the book I was planning to recommend today, but after that great conversation, I wanted to um, end us with a nonfiction miracle story. 
I want to tell you about the book Miracles from Heaven by Christy Beam. This is a, I guess you would call it a mom memoir. You know I love those. And um, this is a really fascinating story set in Texas. We've got Christy Beam and her daughter who has a very rare disease. Um, one day, this young girl, I believe she was around somewhere between like 9 and 12 years old, um, she was playing up in a tree, climbed up in a tree, and the tree turned out to have um, died. And the tree was kind of hollowed out on the inside with the outside of it still standing. So no one had any idea that this tree was very unsafe to be up inside. And her daughter fell from the very top of this pretty tall tree down through the bottom. So she was essentially laying on the ground, but inside a rotted out tree, um, which, as you can imagine, is um, very terrifying. And once she came out, they weren't even sure if she would make it. Uh, but once she came out, um, her very rare incurable disease was cured. Um, and so this is their story and there's, um, so much to it and it was very fascinating and it was made into a movie starring Jennifer Garner, um, which I did see and liked pretty well. And my husband, I had my husband watch it with me and he liked it pretty well also, but there is just something about this book, um, that really spoke to me and really impressed itself upon my heart. So if you are at all interested in real life miracle stories, this is definitely a good one to check out. Miracles from Heaven by Christy Beam. That is our show today, Bookworms. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Amber, and I hope that that will get you thinking about the miracles that have happened in your lifetime, whether they are miracles that have happened to you or the people you love or just simply miracles that you have encountered through story. I think that we sometimes take for granted the fact that miracles do still happen even in today's modern world and hopefully we can all encounter some really great miracle stories this week. You can connect with us online through Amber's blog, ambervanling.com, through my blog, www.authorskbell.com and you can also find me as SK Bell on Goodreads. Bookworms, this is the last week for you to send in your questions or book recommendations for the season finale for episode 20 because we move ahead of time. We're going to be recording that soon so this is your last week to send those in. You can send any questions at all for me to read and answer on the show to skbell36 at gmail.com or you can record a voice message and recommend a book to us anchor.fm slash the Christian bookworm slash message we've gotten a few of those recordings so far bookworms and they sound really great you don't have to have any special equipment you can do it right from your cell phone it takes about two minutes of your time from start to finish and they sound awesome so I'm hoping that we'll get at least a few more of those recommendations because we've got some good questions but I think those recommendations sound really cool and having a good mixture of both would be awesome so please take a few minutes of your time and do that if you've got a good book to recommend it can be fiction nonfiction, or children's recommendation we would love to hear about it 
As always, I hope you have a great day today, bookworms, and I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time.